Good morning, Michelle. Hi, Josh. How's it going today? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm all right. It's, it is September 13th. Yes, it is. Mid-September already. 2022. Oh, my, it was my brother's birthday yesterday. Really? Uh-huh. Did you do anything special for him? Uh, with just text message. Yeah. I wish we'd do a phone call. You know, we're, we're planning our Adventures in Faith coming up, and one of the key themes is making authentic connections. Mm-hmm. So when you have that choice, you know, when you're going to text somebody you love on your birthday, should you pause and say, maybe I should reach out <laughs> and do a phone call, yeah. or maybe I should drive over and do that visit. But we had some good communications there. Good. And uh, just overall, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I think, as you know, I had a, another loss in our family. Mm-hmm. A very young member of our family passed away, and that sort of uh, last few weeks been kind of overarching for us emotionally and physically. So last night I conducted his memorial service, which as a minister um, can be really difficult. And some of the losses I've experienced recently, I've I've abdicated that role and said, I just want to be the grieving friend or aunt or daughter or sister or whatever. And last night I went ahead and did the service. And it was it was interesting and difficult to be there. Luckily, I was able to be authentic and tell everybody there, I love this kid and I can't promise you that I'm not going to break down mm-hmm. crying in the middle of whatever it is I'm doing or saying. And they were very loving and it was a really powerful community experience. And it was hard too, emotionally. Yeah, I'm so mm-hmm. very sorry for you and your family and that loss. And it's an interesting thing being a minister because we can sometimes delay our own grief process. Yes. But, you know, when someone we love loses someone or we lose some someone we love, mm-hmm. sometimes that question is, oh, I'm helpless. There's nothing that I can do. And sometimes as ministers, there is a little something we can do. Mm-hmm. We can help with that service. We, you know, have some some experience with right. grief and can support. And so it's wonderful to be able to do something to help. And it's hard when we sometimes want to be the grieving person who's just just taking it all in and being present to what is. Yeah. My experience was that I was able to be the professional, get through the service, had a few moments where I got a little teary reading, especially things from people. And as soon as the service was over, I just like cried and cried and cried and cried. And that's part of what I talked about is that with grief, no matter how lofty your spiritual ideals are, there's still this human heart that needs to grieve. And it's both and, it's not either or. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was doing the memorial for Alan Feldman, who's like a dad to me, yes. who you knew very oh, well as gosh. well in California. That was probably hard. It was super hard. Oh. And I remember having it all together, and then my own dad showed up and oh. walked into the room, and I remember I just crumbled. <laughs> I just crumbled because Alan was so that to me. Yes. And uh, I remember getting through that service, but it was a it was a reminder of that, you know, sense of sacred duty and being right. there and remembering the truth and, you know, the 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 kid within us whenever mm. we lose, uh, especially a parental figure that is just mm. um, you know, sad. Yep. Sad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you have a big birthday of someone coming up in your life here in the next few Nancy weeks. June turns yes. 4 years old yes. on uh, September 23rd. You are so coming exciting. to her uh, birthday yes. dinner. She has a favorite Mexican restaurant where she knows everyone who works there, and they all know her. I'm sure and of that. So, um, <laughs> it's going to be a big birthday dinner, and we're looking to celebrate that. And you know, we were just talking to April about how fast the time goes oh, with COVID and having the the baby. And I think as well, um, you you I've shared this with you before too. I I always remember just before NJ was born, April turning to me and she said, "Josh, the day will come where you will not remember a time where Nancy didn't exist." Right. And I said, "That is the weirdest thing I've ever." 
heard, and yet there's a spiritual truth to that. Mm -hmm. It's like there's this eternality where she's such a part of my soul mm -hmm. that I can't really imagine a time where um, we were disconnected, although that connection bloomed and blossomed over these four years. So we're looking <laughs> forward to celebrating her yeah. too. Congratulations to you and April and Gavin and to sweet little Nancy June. What a wonderful milestone. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Yeah. And so um, just looking at you know what's going on in the world today, mm -hmm. I, I, the the thing that you know draws my attention is you know this this war in Ukraine. You know, as you're know, oh, stepping yeah. back, we have so much going on domestically. But when we're looking at this situation, we have Russia invading this country, Ukraine, um, and it's the biggest conflict in Europe that we've seen uh, for so long. And we know the consequences of what takes place there could really shape. Mm -hmm. geopolitics mm -hmm. for 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 decades and there's a lot of us I know that are 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 watching that we're we're, we're rooting for the Ukrainians because we don't like the idea <laughs> of people invading another person's uh, uh people's country uh and yet you know we're looking at at uh Putin with with negative eyes you right. know we, we we tend to not like this guy uh we tend to want him to um, get out of there and to face consequences for his yes. actions and um it goes along you know spiritually I so enjoyed your message this past uh, Sunday this great series on peace you know, how do we hold a peaceful consciousness and want to hold someone like that accountable? Yep, exactly. Well, and I think you we just talked about both and, and you just highlighted it both and. We teach love and logic here at Mile High Church, which is a really wonderful system for us to deal with. Um, Dr. Barry teaches it mostly helping people to raise their children with love and logic. But I also think that love and logic has its place in our our relationships with each other, that I can, I can find this place within me where I deeply love and can see you as a, a being of the divine at the core of your center and yet have uh, consequences to negative behavior. And so I, I tend to think personally that we are not going to solve this issue by continuing to send spiritual daggers to Putin. And, and theorized a couple of weeks ago in a talk about what would it be like if we all just prayed on the guy and just bombarded him, but with light and love and, and um, an affirmation for him to see his spiritual nature. Would that make a difference? I don't know if it would, but I, I'm pretty sure that we're not going to solve this problem by, um, by hating him, by sending him nasty grams in our minds and our hearts. But at the same time, yeah, there needs to be some consequences to the choices that he's making that could happen in, I think, some of the world uh, governments and the ways that the, that the country is, uh, that Russia's treated and some of the challenges that he's going to face and has, has been facing as a leader, things that uh, they're taken away, privileges. And yet the sad part for me about all that is that the current consequences that we've chosen often are hurting the Russian people who are not all implicit in these choices that their leader is making. So it's a big challenge. How do you see it, Josh? Yeah, I think it's very challenging too. And I, I think, and and I love that you, in a sense, related to, to personal life too. You know, when we're spiritual people, we want to love everybody, but sometimes there are people can, who can take advantage of you. Right. Oh, I can uh, mistreat you because you're going to love me anyway. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and it can say, you know, I'm going to love you anyways, but there's consequences within the realm of this relationship mm -hmm. and boundaries. And I think that happens on the world stage too. You know, mm -hmm. uh, Putin's a, a big boy. He knows exactly what he's doing and uh, he knows some of the consequences 
consequences of the games that he's playing. And so sometimes when he, if he experiences those consequences, although I'm sending him, you know, prayers and, and know he's capable of changing, yes. um, I, I don't think I'm someone who's going to be um, sad, and this is hard to say as a spiritual person, if he you know, meets the the ultimate consequence because of yeah. those actions. And I, yeah. I remember, you know, both Saddam Hussein and Qaddafi uh, uh, there in uh, in Libya when they met really bad Mm-hmm, fates mm-hmm. uh, and there was that aspect the the part of you that, that wants every human being to have dignity that's that's hurt and harmed but there's this other part that says objectively this is the consequences of their actions within their people and mm-hmm. what I don't see in that moment is all the people that they cause suffering for right uh, and yeah. so it's very hard and it's tricky and I do t- think it takes some some prayer work some silent time when we're watching these things in the world and wanting one side to prevail over another even though mm-hmm. we believe in Unity, and yet at the same time to 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 be conscious that everyone's capable. And you know, I, I share that with people who are working with with people struggling in addiction in their lives or abuse or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Is you know, my job is to not have any illusions about what's going on. But if I look at anyone in the world and say they can never change, right? They're yeah. not capable. Yeah. Um, then I, I think I'm in a bad place in consciousness. Yeah, I would agree. And and I think that part of the reason that I also want to land in the realm of um, prayerful light sent that way to Putin and all of his ilk. And, um, and, and at the same time, I'm totally willing for there to be consequences is that I recently watched this um, documentary on um, Osama bin Laden mm-hmm. before he was captured and killed. So they get rid, our country gets rid of Osama bin Laden. Well, guess what? There were four or five of him that he'd been training in the background who are now active and stepping into his shoes even more fervently because we killed him and yeah. they're angry about it. So so while I I totally hear you and I've like I felt that with world leaders over my lifetime like well I would be fine if they just kind of went on to the next plane of existence, but I'm noticing this pattern where new ones emerge. How do we stop that? Mm-hmm. How do we stop that pattern that overarching pattern in humanity. And it's, you know, it's systematic. It's everything from bullies in schools to people who think they have a right to go into a public place and just shoot people to uh, people who are suffering and they don't, they're so violent out of their suffering. It's like, it's this, it's, it's it just builds up and builds up. It's a systemic issue on our planet. Totally, you know? I think that's such a great point. And you know, Socrates is said to have said something to the degree of you know of uh, you know meager people um, talk about people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, slightly more advanced people talk about events, and then you know, really smart people or philosophers talk about ideas. And when mm-hmm. we're looking at the Putins and the Bin Ladens, we have to realize that ultimately the thing we're fighting against is an ideology exactly. that springs these people forth and, and can cause them to misuse, misuse their power or think mm-hmm. it's okay to um, take the lives right. of, of other people. And so I do think that's more of an advanced way of thinking about it is not how can we just handle the situation, but what are these ideas that are perpetuating things like uh, the misogyny that mistreats women in our world yes. or that keeps people hungry mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, you know that, that makes divisions where they, they're, they're not needed out in the world that, that leads to some of the immense suffering that mm-hmm. we see out there. And I think as 
you know, spiritual leaders, all of us, you know, everyone listening here today, the trick is is to is to not turn your head away, is yeah. to stay conscious even in the tough questions. It is. Um, and, uh, you know, to be present in there both with uh, a breaking heart, but also with mm-hmm. a, a prayerful heart of wholeness, knowing that we can respond to any difficult and di- difficulty and get through those things. And, you know, I sound hypocritical because I'm here in an office with you having a conversation, <laughs> not in yeah. Ukraine, but, but um, you know, I think holding that consciousness is, is important. Yeah. Yeah, if we don't, if we who know the light don't bring the light, it will never change. If we just shy away from it and just don't look at it, don't look at it. But if we bring the light to that situation and do our best to continually see the potential solutions and send the light and the love that way, we can at least feel better about our participation on this planet. Well, write write mm-hmm. that down because we're uh, <laughs> you know planning our Adventures in Faith series and our exactly. theme this year is, is leading with light. And uh-huh. so that was a great quote mm-hmm. that you can put in uh, in, in your talk <laughs> uh, there for that. And, and it does lead just in terms of you know, Mile High Church again. It's uh, September 13th. And yeah. what's going on here? What are you looking forward to? Well, as you know, I have lots of passion about our educational programs here, especially our adult education spiritual class. And part of that passion is that um, I've watched in my number of years of being a minister, people come into classes and really experience transformation in their outlook about themselves and their lives, as well as build community. And I think that's what we're so hungry for, that if we're coming to church or we're even tuning into something like this, we're interested in making meaningful transformation in specific areas of our life or contributing to the world in a new way. And I feel like one of the most effective ways to do that is to be in a spiritual class and to study. So we're getting ready next week to launch some great classes. I'm excited about the Beyond Limits class you're going to be teaching. That's the first class that people can enroll in and learn all about our teaching. And even if you're local, we have some in-person classes. And if you are non-local and you want to be online, we've got a number of online classes. So it's exciting. I think it is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, some people go, why take a spiritual class? But right. why not take a class on the things that are most important to you in your mm-hmm. life, your, mm-hmm. you know, your your introspection, your relationships, your, your prosperity consciousness. And right. um, um, you know, asking ourselves those big questions and they make a big difference, whatever class uh, someone signs signs up for. They do make a di- difference. Yes. And what are you looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to um, Dr. Roger being back with yes. us the next couple of Sundays. Yes. So it's always good. And I, I know you and I always get some inspiration getting to watch <laughs> him do his work. Yes. Uh, and then Adventures in Faith kicks off in October. And that's mm-hmm. always kind of a, a special time. We, we create with a committee a special theme and we create small group material. And yes. so people can go online, I think, as soon as this weekend, and they can become a you know part of a, an online group or an on-campus group here um, that meets you know with about ten people or so for five weeks or so, and uh, you know gets into this concept of of what you were just talking about. You know, this idea of leading with light is mm-hmm. all about identifying what's best in ourselves and making sure we're leading with that in our lives, as mm-hmm. opposed to kind of an, an unconscious way of being or more of a reactive mm-hmm. um, with our own story about about things way of living, which just isn't working for so many of us mm-hmm. uh, anymore. More. So I'm really looking forward to that. And it's always, you know, this time of year is, you know, every every month at Mile High is great. But it, but as you know, this is a really, you know, a pickup time of year as it we is. move into, you know, all of the holiday seasons and things like that. So it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It is. It's going to be a great fall and winter here at Mile High Church. All right. Well, mm-hmm. who, wherever you're listening, hope you're taking great care of yourself. Great to talk with you, uh, Michelle. Thanks to Bobby Dart for yeah. recording us today. Yes. Thank you, Josh. And thanks, Bobby.